Discover a healthier, happier you with Veganuary 2024. Your health isn't just small potatoes, it's a big deal. So this January, you are invited to make a change that matters by trying Veganuary's 31-Day Vegan Challenge. Switching to a plant-based diet reduces your carbon footprint and makes a positive impact for animals. Every meal is a vote for the kind of world you want to create. Ready to make a change? Sign up today at Veganuary.com. Vote for veggies. Ever since Bounty Gate hit the NFL, when things seem fishy, then you probably smell the crooked referees on Roger Goodell. Don't fuck it like this, and I'm a who that. Every day I'm living, I'm a who that. News all winning, I'm a who that. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. Where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, where we do that. Boogie like this, and I'm a who that. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. You're listening to the sports coma. All right, shout out to the Who That Nation. Appreciate each and every last one of y'all for being in this episode of The Coma. And like I've been saying for some time now, welcome, welcome, welcome. You're now rocking with the Sports Coma with BQ and the guys, where we have intense, entertaining, educating, and enlightening sport talk from your favorite sports fam. I'm up in this thing. Shout out to the mighty Who That Nation. This one entitled Saints Training Camp Day 12 News and Notes. So shout out to the fam. Appreciate y'all for being in this stream as always. So I hope you guys are having a fantastic week as we are at hump day and we are on the correct side of this week. And the week has been rolling along. So shout out to the fam. Appreciate y'all for being in the stream on this one. We're going to get to the news notes uh, covered by Saints News Network. Shout out to them. We're going to get on, check out that article. We also going to take a look at another article right here that Bob Rose did, which was really good when he wrote this one the other day, uh, mentioning the options at running back. And I think he did a real good job of kind of sprinkling some game on some of the guys the Saints could be looking at. Now, Kareem Hunt, the latest on him is that Hunt did go uh, to the Colts and l- he did try out for them or whatever, and left without a contract. So we'll see how that all falls. If the Saints are interested in bringing him back as well. Okay, we'll cover some news from the Saints as they made a few roster announcements. We'll talk about that. We'll also listen to Dennis Allen's tw- uh, Day 12 breakdown in Colin Sanders, uh, Saunders, excuse me, the big guy on the inside, the big nose tackle inside, like to listen to him. So anyway, for the family members out there, y'all, please feel free to lock in to whodaddaily.com for all your latest uh, pro sports news, football, basketball, boxing, college, and pro. St. Pelican, we up in that thing. Shout out to the writers doing a fantastic job. Our editor-in-chief, B, is handling the business of some of the latest articles that'll come in. I think she said they'll have some more articles that'll be coming out tonight as well on boxing and some other stuff that they're working on. So with that being said, fam, let's feel free to jump right in. Y'all, please feel free to spike upon the like button for your boy as we get ready to get going on this episode of The Coma. So let's get right into it. Wednesday, Saints training camp, 
brought us some good football, heavy doses of Jimmy Graham and Taysom Hill. So let's like to hear it go. Let's get it popping. All right. So anyway, the Saints started Wednesday practice indoors. They moved outdoors to finish things up with some family members in the stands looking on. The team wasn't fully padded on the day, but still bought up some good action. A couple of notes there to talk about. On 12, the attendance. Those not spotted at practice, Traquan Smith dealing with a groin. You did hear the, the news about Rashid Shaheed, according to Nick Underhill, who's suffering with a groin, said the Saints that he was going to miss uh, two weeks of football, I think it was. Uh, and, uh, there, and then there was another report saying they could possibly keep him out until the start of regular season. We'll see. Demario Davis, once again, was not spotted, dealing with a calf issue, Coda Martin's ankle. With some more news we'll talk about on him. Later on, Andrews P. had a quiet issue, Jesse James groin as well, and Lucas Crawl with the tailbone, which, you know, we had uh, some issues there, which would sign, uh, uh, you know, kind of, you know, make note of the fact that that's why the Saints did pick up J.P. Holtz uh, and Coda Martin was waived as injured. So Coda had an ankle injury, and, yeah, the Saints been having some problems with their offensive lineman. He was brought in to help bring or help with some guys and then next thing you know he's now out the door so the saints are just gonna have to keep on moving along start looks and more the saints rolled out what we believe might be the starting lineup on the offensive line entering the season their unofficial depth chart supported from left to right their line consisted of trevor penning james hearse and eric mccoy cesar ruiz and ryan ramchek now that's not a bad starting line if andrew peter is, is can't go so we'll see if it continues to be the case but it's but Pete is working his way back from a quad injury. The second grouping included Landon Young, Nick Sell, DeVere, Max Garcia, Mark Evans II, and Storm Norton. Just stay healthy and keep performing, and you'll get an opportunity the way things are happening with our backup offensive linemen. Defensively, the Saints showed a 4-3 base look with Cam, Malcolm Roach, Nate Sand, uh, Shepard, Carl Granderson, uh, uh, pardon me, on the line. Bond Warner and DeMarco Jackson were a linebacker, Alante Taylor and Lattimore on the outside with May and Matthew at safety. The secondary rotation, including passing your Brian Breesy, Colin Sanders, and Peyton Turner coming in. Seven on sevens. Defensive groupings to start with Pete Werner, Tyron Matthew, Alante Taylor, Nephi Sewell, Marcus May, Hugo Amadi, and Isaac Yidham there. And, of course, this is how it broken out. Derek Carr finished four for four after taking five reps in the series. The first play was supposed to be a pass to Kamara, but Carr took off after the good coverage by the Saints. Nephi Sewell and Hugo Almighty did a nice job of covering Kamara. Carr came back to Jimmy Graham up the right seat for a nice game working against Zach Bond. He then found Taysom Hill in the flats near the right sideline for a short game. Michael Thomas got the next grab for an intermediate gain on the crossing route with Alante Taylor and Bradley Roby trailing. The final play was a sideline hookup to Taysom Hill that was put into the perfect spot near the left sideline with Jonathan Abrams and Zach Bowen hanging around. It was absolutely one of the best passes of the day. Jameis Winston finished the three or four on his series, starting with a hookup to J.P. Holtz underneath for a short game. He hit Brian Edwards on the hitch for the next play for a short game, working against Paulson Adebo. The lone incompletion was just a bit off target as he had Keith Kirkwood of the left seam for a deep game, beating DeMarco Jackson and JT Gray. And it was one of those that could have benefited from letting the play develop just a fraction longer. Now, Winston's series ended with a sharp connection to Jimmy Graham on the curl route. Jake Hayner went 0 for 3 during his little time in there, doing his thing. Uh, so he went uh, 0 for 3 in targeting Troy Pryor in all three reps, tried a quick pass out to the flats to John Trey Kirkland. He dropped it, then tried to roll out to the right to A.T. Perry near the sideline in the intermediary, but there was good coverage on the play by Pride. The final pass was, again, to Kirkland near the sideline, but Pride had to break up, so he kind of had a difficult time trying to find him. Team series number one, there were primarily runs and inside, but Carr did attempt one pass on the series, Things start with a short run to the right side with Kendra Miller on the play. Nate Shepard looked like he got the best of Trevor Penning on the rep. The next play was a halfback flip to the right, then saw Ryan Ramchek out to the front to handle Alante Taylor with ease. It was a short gain that was stopped by DeMarco Jackson. The next play was a short inside run with Jamal Williams that was stopped by Granderson. The long pass came after Carr was flushed out left and tried Keith Kirkwood for an intermediate hookup to the left, but it was overthrown. 
The Winston series saw him hand off to Kendra Miller to start for a short game. Williams also had a short carry inside to the right side on a delay that was stopped by Ryan Connolly, the linebacker. Winston went into the gun and flipped it out to right to Kirk, the key Kirk, uh, to Kirk, Merritt that saw Connolly and Nico Lalo's combined for a tackle for a loss. Ellis Merriweather got the final carry of the series, but was stuffed inside. Hayner went to Merriweather on the first play with an inside zone run for a short gain that followed up with a stretch play to Kirk Merritt on the left side that saw him get to the second level. Kendra Miller got the next attempt outside left that saw Nico Lalo's makes the stop. Merriweather got the final carry on the inside stretch play that was stopped by Adrian Fry and Nico Lalo's. Team Series 2. Second, the second set of team uh, series was a lot more promising in terms of action when Carr ended up starting his series by hitting Jimmy Graham on the curl route. Graham ended up, ended up catching all six targets on the day. Jamal Williams tried to run to the left on the next play that was blown up by Colin Sanders for a loss. Kendra Miller got the next carry left. That saw Pete Werner have a nice hit on the process. Carr then went to play action on the next play. That was a nice hookup near the right sideline to Chris Olave for an intermediate game with Lante Taylor and Lonnie Johnson Jr., around there and then of course Jameis Winston started his series with an inside zone to Elvin Kamara was where he saw Roach get in the backfield to cause a tackle for a loss Chris Olave once again had a nice play from after Winston went with the play action and hit him on the comeback route to the left for an intermediate game with Isaac Yidham and Jonathan Abram around next pass attempt was James Washington who ended up dropping the pass just off his hands it was a nice throw that put in that he put in a tight window, but Winston was Nephi with was went Nephi Sewell and Paulson Adebo hanging around the area. The final play was one of the best of the day when Brian Breesy appeared to have perfectly timed the snap to blow up the play from the interior and force a Winston fumble. For Hayner's series, he completed both passes. The first play was a hookup to Jake Boggess in the flats for a short gain. He tried Kirk Merritt on the stretch play left, but Jake Heflin forced a tackle for a loss. The second pass attempt was a completion of Lynn Bowden Jr. off the boot right for a short gain. The last play was a toss to Kendra Miller that went for a nice game as it had Lewis Kidd in the front making some nice lead blocks. Now the team, which was the end of the game situationals that they was working on, last bit of Work we saw was the situation of football as the Saints went down. They were down 30 to 28 and had a buck 15 on the clock to try to set up a game winning field goal attempt. Here's how the sequence played out Derek Carr at a buck 15. He had a completion to Jimmy Graham short 59 seconds, incomplete deep right through a lobby 53 seconds, incomplete to Jamal Williams 48 seconds, incomplete to Chris Olavi. Then the illegal substitution call on the defense, fresh set of downs for the offense. 41 seconds, complete curl to Jimmy Graham for an intermediate game. 28 seconds, complete right side shot to Jimmy Graham, Zach Bond in coverage. 22 seconds, car run right for a small game. 16 seconds, complete intermediate hookup to Taysom Hill with Alante Taylor there. Six seconds, they spiked it. And then they, with six seconds, they kicked a 45-yard field goal that was good by a Will Lutz. So anyway, that's how the situationals worked out for for. A car for Jameis. He went four of six there with a buck 15 in his situation was incomplete curl to Taysom. Buck 11, complete curl route to Taysom. 57 seconds, complete right to Taysom. Intermediate game. 51 seconds, complete short middle to Taysom. 36 seconds, complete short to Adam Prentice, the fullback. 18 seconds, incomplete deep right sideline to James Washington. And with 10 seconds remaining, he had a run short left by Ellis Merriweather, DeMarco Jackson there. And with four seconds, they kicked a 49-yard field goal by Will Lutz. Jake Hayner in his situationals. In buck 15, he complete the curl route to Shaq Davis. Buck four, he complete the crossing route left, right, intermediate to Shaq Davis again with Adrian Fry in coverage. 49 seconds, complete right short to Foster Monroe. 36 seconds, complete sideline left to Shaq Davis. 30 seconds, complete to the flat to Jimmy Graham with Nico Lalo's running around. 12 seconds left, he had a throwaway to the right side. Eight seconds, run short left by Kendra Miller. Four seconds left, they kicked the 47-yard field goal by Will Lutz as the Saints worked the situationals. Gather at the Winter Village at Cameron Run and experience the magic of the holidays with ice and lights. Enjoy a fun, unstructured outdoor family experience. Just a few minutes from Old Town Alexandria. Explore whimsical light displays, snap selfies, and take a spin on the outdoor ice rink. Book your visit early. Calendars fill fast, so make your plans with friends, visitors, guests, or that special someone today. Buy tickets today at CameronIceandLights.com. That's CameronIceandLights.com. A couple of notes and observations. 
And this is by his notes. He says, here's the quarterbacks of training or in training camp. The passing is based on team drills only. Derek Carr is 64 of 94 for 68%. Jameis Winston is 58 of 89 for 65%. And Jake Hayner is 51 of 71 for 72%. So there you go for that. Dennis Allen said that he feels like this interior line is a lot more athletic compared to the previous years. That's good to talk about. We'll get more into it from what Dennis was saying. Colin Sanders talked about the chip everyone is playing with. We'll play his interview. He referred to the interior guys as dancing pandas. <laughs> oh, that's a perfect analogy for him because I would say that definitely fits Colin Sanders. He's a dancing panda. As mentioned the other day, we've seen Demario Davis and Andrews Pete around the facility, so there's reason to be optimistic there. Pete was doing some workouts while the team was practicing which is a good sign on him be getting back on the field yeah that's good too well you know we're looking at demario it's next he said it's next year but there's a real possibility the saints training camp moves from metairie it's not related to the heat but more about the renovations going on around the team's facility we'll see and, uh, and he said well where would they move from metairie uh perhaps they'll practice somewhere else perhaps they'll practice uh uptown in tulane you know, you know, they, they, you know, there's Tulane has a good little practice facility over there. They, they can go over there and work out with them and, and go over there. You know, they like going over there. Pretty cool over there. It's real tight over there, though. man. <laughs> it's a small area and all this kind of stuff. But it's nice over there, man. All right, so anyway, one of the Saints-Texans joint practice is supposed to be inside the Superdome, but it was closed practice to the public. So that's pretty interesting because usually the Saints, when they go to the Superdome, they have at least one practice where you can see them out there doing it. We seen we went to the one last year was actually pretty good. Pete Werner said it has been weird not having Demario Davis around talking about his energy he brings to the room and practices. Werner's handling some of the defensive call responsibilities as well as DeMarco Jackson, which is a blessing in disguise as these guys without Demario Davis in there, they got to pick it up. Blake Gillikin handled his punts, and you can see his official hang times are right there. For those who don't know, the team moves the punts up every play after starting from deep inside their own territory. Gillikin spoke about practice, but he dealt with injuries last year and made it a point to call Taste Mill as the best personal protector out there. Punt returners on the day were Kiki Cote, Lynn Bowden Jr., Hugo Amadi, and Alante Taylor. So like we said, the top two guys battling for the spot, Kiki Cote and Lynn Bowden Jr., no real take on exactly who's ahead look like they're about what and what early on in camp we'll see as we get into the preseason matchups will lutz was money today taking he's making three kicks from 40 plus yards when the team was down two and made it down the length of the field to simulate putting the game on the line he had a solid day he was nine for nine and proves the 41 and 44 for training camp lou headley was the holder so that's good uh for will lutz to hear that he's going back to him his Sarah that we his elite kicking self that we are so accustomed to seeing so that's some of the camp day uh 12 notes shout out to john Hendricks of the saints news network for being very thorough always a very thorough man with how he breaks things down appreciate you brother john all right let's keep it moving man let's go on to another good guy over there is bob rose there and he talked about saints could seek other options at the running back position now to talk about it family the situation with the running back uh, with Kareem Hunt, that he did go up to Indianapolis, meet with them and all this kind of stuff, and no contract was signed. So this thing is still not done, even though we, I, I think there probably is a better option locally that I would like, and Bob talks about it in this article. Saints could see other options at the running back position. Saints have already visited free agent running back, uh, visited with free agent running back Kareem Hunt. If unable to sign him, there are other possibilities that you can put back there with, uh, with the Saints. That running back room Saints brought in free agent uh, Kareem Hunt to work uh, to work out Monday. And he just actually, according to Nick Underhill, said he just talked to him. There wasn't much of a tryout or workout or whatever. Well, Kamara serving three game suspension to start the season with Enu Benjamin out for the year with the Achilles injury. It seems clear that Saints want another veteran presence in the backfield. Number 28 will be a terrific fit in this offense. He's a productive power back with good receiving skills and has been unselfish throughout his career. However, reports surface that Hunt is seeking more than just a veteran minimum contract that the Saints are looking to give him. That's pretty much what it is. If the Saints get impatient, they may turn to uh, one of the other available backs and free agents. Yes, former Viking running back Delvin Cook is still available. However, Cook is seeking a starting job and the type of contract that goes along with it. With offseason additions, Jamal Williams and Kendra Mill already on the roster and Kamara just three just out for three games, New Orleans isn't really a realistic scenario for Cook, and I agree with that. Here are some other backs the Saints might take a look at if they don't, uh, you know, deal with Kareem Hunt. 
And of course, you see right here, Leonard Fournette, north-south battering ram running back, had, had, can catch the ball out the backfield, will play for the vet minimum, is here locally. People are not beating down his doors, so you can get him at a premium. You can get him cheap. You know, he fits the culture. He fits the running back room to a T, and he could be a guy that can that you can bring in. Louisiana legend, St. Aug star, LSU star, won a Super Bowl with the Tampa Bay Skunkaneers. And only thing left to do with Leonard Fournette is to make him a New Orleans Saint that will complete his, his terrific career as a football player, to have him just put the helmet on and all that. So I'm really pushing for this, Saints, to go ahead on and, and talk to Leonard Fournette and see what you can make happen. You know, and like I said, this, I think you can – I mean, you just need a third string running back, a a veteran back in there. Leonard Fournette makes a lot of sense. And, of course, 28 years of age, and then you have Benny Snell, 25, J.D. McKessick, 29, and and Darrell Williams, 28. And about Fournette, graduate of St. Aug High School, former LSU star, Fournette may be the favorite among certain portions of Saints family members. The fourth overall choice in 2017's draft. Had a mercurial career, rushing for just under 4,500 yards with 34 touchdowns, adding 312 catches for just over 2,200 yards and seven touchdowns doing that. He's coming off a 668 rushing yard performance and three touchdowns with the Bucks with 3.5 on the carry. He also has 72 catches for a career high with 523 last year. Six feet, 230 pounds. Lyndon Finesse still has good power between the tackles, solid vision in the open field. Looks to have lost some burst, but is also an excellent receiver out the backfield. Finette would have to accept a lesser role with the Saints, but would bring some solid power and versatility and a guy that knows what he hell he's doing in the building. Could you imagine? Well, all the things the Saints have done that surprise us, the Jimmy Graham returning, uh, you know, all these fantastic assistant coaches that they signed, uh, all the stuff that they did in the offseason, the terrific draft. And then on top of that, toward the back end of free agency before, you know, during during camp free agency to be able to pull in here and say, hey, man, we signed a Lynn Finette to the team for the three. That would be a phenomenal move that would excite a lot of family members throughout the region. All right. So and I, I'm pushing for that, man. So hopefully we can get that done. Snell is coming off a career low 90 rushing yards in 22 with the Pittsburgh Steelers, a fourth round pick out of Kentucky in 2019. He averaged 3.6 yards per carry over his career with three with 982 rushing yards over four years with the Steelers. Snell was a complimentary power back. However, his usage statistics have declined since his 426 yards on the ground as a rookie. He also offered little as receiving catching just 17 passes for 114 yards. He's 5'10, 220 four pounds and is a prototype power back. He's not a true number one option, but he could be effective as a situational player in short yardage and goal line packages. All right. Who's next about another one. McKissick. He was carved out a nice NFL career on being drafted out of Arkansas state in 2016. He played for with four different teams over his seven seasons, but his he's earned a role wherever he goes. He just runs hard. All right, McKissick had in his 2022 campaign with Washington cut short because of a neck injury. He rushed for over 1,000 yards but had 220 catches for 672 yards and 11 touchdowns in five seasons where he played at least eight games where he averaged 44 catches. Like Snell, McKissick is a situational player, albeit for a different role. He provided a legitimate receiving threat out the backfield and able to spread uh, opposing defenses horizontally and vertically, a graduate of John High, John Eric High School in Louisiana, a former LSU standout, Williams, another familiar uh, player to the Gulf Coast region. He appeared in six contests for the Cardinals last season, rushing for 102 yards, catching four passes for nine yards. Before landing in Arizona last year, he had a solid comp. He was a solid complimentary piece for Andy Reid's uh, a Chiefs attack in his first four years with the Chiefs. In uh, 19, he had uh, 912 yards on the ground, caught 83 pa- passes. For 762 yards and 14 touchdowns, he was especially big in the Chiefs' march to the Super Bowl, rushing for 130 yards and their two AFC playoff wins. Williams wouldn't be a flashy option, but would be a versatile piece in the back, demanding Kansas City in, 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 in a demanding Kansas City offense. He could be a valuable addition as a change of pace back, especially earlier 
uh, with Kamara being out. So Jamal Williams, Kendrick Miller expected to get the bulk of the backfield snaps during Kamara's suspension. Once he returns, it's like a lethal trio for opposing defenses. The depth is important at any position. It's clear the Saints feel this way with the interest in Kareem Hunt. He's the best option still available. However, Fournette, Snell, McKissick, and Williams could all be situational value or bring it if a deal with Hunt cannot be reached. So shout out to Bob dropping the scoop. Which one of these guys you guys like? Me personally, I would have to say Leonard Fournette makes a lot of sense to me because of the point that Leonard Fournette is a local legend as a running back perspective, and it kind of put the cap on a career with him. For him to die in the black and gold, he should have did it during his time. Really, we should have went and got him uh, when he was a free agent. We messed around, let Tampa Bay get him, and he hurt us in that playoff game too. He really did. He hurt us bad. But anyway, having an opportunity to get him this year with all of those fantastic things that's going on with the Saints would be pretty fantastic, don't you think? All right, so let's keep it moving. Of course, they did allude to it and make a make mention of this move. The Saints officially said it and put it out that they announced today that they re-signed tight end J.P. Holtz and waived injured guard Coda Martin. Uh, that's was by Mickey Loomis. He dropped a scoot. Now Holtz is 6'3", 255, was signed by the Browns. It's a free agent. Back in 2016, he appeared in 50 regular season games with 10 starts for Washington, the Bears, and the Saints, recording seven receptions for 91 yards. Not much of a catching tight end, mostly a guy that appeared on special teams. And in 22, he appeared in six games with the Saints, recorded no statistics. In four games with the Panthers in 2012 to 15, he had 81 catches for 933, uh, excuse me, 31 yards and 11 touchdowns. So, J.P. Holtz is uh, back with the Saints. And, of course, you realize Coda Martin's on the injury list. And the reason why he's here is because Lucas Crawl had a tailbone issue, too. So the Saints are just doing what they do. All right. So anyway, fam, let's keep it bucking and moving and go to the next one. We'll react to Dennis Allen talking about camp. Here we go. Injured off at the lineman, Coda Martin. Um, back out there today. Um, got some more situational work. Two minute. Um, you know, down two at the end of the end of the game, and you know I thought we executed good offensively. A uh, little bogus call by Riz on the uh, illegal substitution, but uh, but listen, you never know what's going to happen in the game. We've had a few bad calls around here at times, so um, fire away with the questions. Dennis, was that heat an issue today? I don't think so. I mean, it was hot, but um, I think our guys are really kind of. Uh, acclimated to it, so I don't think it's as much of a factor. Will that be the last outside practice you probably have in this training camp um, here? Well, I wouldn't say the last one, but um, we're not gonna we're not gonna be outside a lot if it stays as hot as it is right now. Dennis has a, a report about looking for a, other training camp opportunities next year. Has this camp been, looking, been crazy record? not just New Orleans heat, but even by our standards, it's been hot. Does this sort of, like, tell you maybe it's not meant to be here, or how do you feel about it? I don't think the heat's really the the, the big factor. You know, we've got an indoor facility that we can work out in. Um, you know, I think there's, you know, the potential for us, uh, you know, to be doing some renovations on the facility. And so um, nothing's been determined. Um Nothing set in stone, uh, but yeah, it's something that we might consider. Dennis, so, with that being said, uh, if it's still hot when the Texans come to town, you have basically two practices at one. Aren't you almost forced maybe those couple of days to be outside? Um, well, I think we're going to practice outside for one day, and we may go to the dome for another day. Okay. We were thinking about you with that, Bobby. You know what I mean? Yes, I, love, I love the AC. <laughs> Do you have like a preference? You been here for the Greenbrier and Millsaps and getting away and being here. Do you have like a preference? Not Millsaps. <laughs> not not Millsaps, but uh, yeah. Look, I mean that's a long way away, so we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. But um, there's a lot of stuff that has to happen between now and then. Are there, are there soft tissue considerations about practicing indoors? It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. 
Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Discover a healthier, happier you with Veganuary 2024. Your health isn't just small potatoes, it's a big deal. So this January, you are invited to make a change that matters by trying Veganuary's 31-Day Vegan Challenge. Switching to a plant-based diet reduces your carbon footprint and makes a positive impact for animals. Every meal is a vote for the kind of world you want to create. Ready to make a change? Sign up today at Veganuary.com. Vote for veggies. Um, not really. Uh, I think I think the soft tissue, you know, generally you think of it a little bit more in terms of being outside, hydration, um, you know, being able to uh, replenish all your fluids. Um, so I think that's a little bit more of a challenge. Um, and then really you were just talking about load management and, you know, there's a lot that goes into that scientifically. I don't want to get into that because that's really not my area, but, uh, but yet that's an area that I pay a lot of attention to in, in trying to Look, you're going to have soft tissue injuries, training camp. Um, you know, you got to be able to get your work done, and there's a lot of work that has to be done. Um, so, you know, it, it's it's part of it. Um, we're trying to minimize it as much as we can. Has it been more than normal this year? It's actually been less than normal. That's a good and, – and true be told, we did lose a couple of people. Uh, but, you know, Rashid Shaheed, and we're talking about soft – you know, tissue injuries, but injuries overall for the camp, you're looking at it and you see a, uh, what impacting ones like Rashid Shahid's groin issue. And they talk about having them out for multiple weeks, but it shouldn't impact him going into the regular season. We're far off from that right now. So at least just over a month before we get into regular season. So that's a plus, but things will a degree of physicality will ratchet up or ramp up because of the fact that the saints will be going up against other teams and practices. And also during the preseason where they're going to be looked to kind of just beat on each other. So we just have to do a good job. And I know Dennis Allen said that he's going to play his first team, but the saints, if they keep doing what they're doing and just insofar as just filling in, you know, if guys get hurt and them be, they're just being proactive, going out and finding other guys and bringing them in as fast as they can to kind of help them uh, out with, you know, with their depth concerns, that's the way to do it. You know, just, you know, and I can see the Saints, they'll reach the guys out there that have, they've had dealings with before and bring them in here. So it'd be a easier transition. Like J.P. Holtz was here last year. Uh, Lucas Crawl has the tailbone issue. Call J.P. Holtz, bring him in here. He's familiar. He can just get right in there and just be blocking and doing whatever he's doing. So uh, let's just hope the injuries stay down, but it's a part of the game. But he's right. Just it appears like last year it was hot, but we didn't have heat advisories, you know, every damn day. So that's the point. Yeah, look, I think we're trying to throw a lot at him to see how much he can, how much he can handle. Um, you know, that that position, you know, has to be, you know, it's really more of a a, a sub down <laughs> position, more of a passing down um, position, and and so there's there's some coverage flexibility that you're allowed when you when you have the extra DB on the field, and and so um, you know we're gonna we're gonna look at some guys that you know maybe can can fill that role for us. You know, that's a role that Tyron's filled filled for us in the past. And um, we're going to continue to look to see if there's anybody that, that uh, you know, can help in that area. I mean, along the same lines, I mean, I, I know Zach Vaughn has probably gotten a lot of snaps based on seniority and experience, but, but is he taking advantage of them? And is he, is he earning? Yeah, look, I think Zach's done a, done a really good job. Um, I think his best fit right now is, is at the same linebacker position. Uh, when we drafted him, we we knew that he could play that. I think we're still a little bit of a work in progress off the ball. Um, and look, I would say this: I'm 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 looking to see who's the next off the ball backer uh, behind uh, Demario and Pete. And I don't have that answer right now. So that's what this training camp's about, and that's what the preseason games are going to be about. Yeah, yeah, indeed. And and that that's what we're looking at too. Who's the next guy in line? 
who's the, ne the next guy in line indeed? Because if Demario Davis has an issue, and we know he's been playing all the way through, but if Demario gets banged up, God forbid, this upcoming year, and Pete Werner can't stay healthy because the last couple of years he's had some issues staying healthy, who's coming in there to, to lock down the interior of the defensive line? I mean, the uh, linebacker position, pardon me. You got DeMarco Jackson, who's basically a rookie, missed all of last year with an injury. Zach Barnes is, hasn't proven to us that he is that guy that we thought he was when they drafted him with the third pick in the draft several years ago. And, of course, behind him, there are a lot of untested guys with potential, yes. There's guys like Nephi Sewell that's, that's trying to make an impression. There's Nick Anderson and Anthony Orgy. Those guys are there. So there, there are some other people there, but, you know, that's why the Saints, you know, you bring in a guy like Anthony Barr or a veteran linebacker who you can lean on if injuries impact the linebacker room. So, yeah, that's a lot of questions there. DeMarco Jackson's interesting. He's been playing pretty well in camp, but still in all, like you said, that's what camp's all about. Uh, we haven't talked about Lonnie Johnson. Does his versatility, you know, obviously he's played outside, he's played safety. Does his versatility make him kind of an attractive business? Yeah, look, uh, he's a guy that's he's made some splash plays in this camp, you know. Um, and so I like his athleticism. Uh, I like his size. I like his range. Um, and, and he's, you know, the, the key for him really is going to be getting the defense down pat, you know, to where you trust putting him in in different situations. And, and so from an athletic standpoint, he's fully capable of doing anything that we ask him to do. Um, you know, and, and, and now it's how much can he absorb and how much can he retain uh, to where he's out there on uh, game day being able to do more than just one job. Say Malcolm Roach has had a good camp at this point. How would you sort of say where he is, maybe in his career, and how he's done? Yeah, look, I think he's, I think he's, I think he's had a good camp. Um, you know, he gives us a little bit of athleticism at the nose position, rather than just the big stout a gap to a gap player. Um, he's a guy that does have some versatility in that he can play nose, he can play three, um, and he's got, you know, for a for a nose, um, he's got some pass rush ability. So. I like where he's at. He's probably a little bit lighter than where he's been in the past, probably a little quicker than where, he, where he's been in the past. He's a guy that, that man, he just comes to work every day and he works his, he works his tail off um, and, he's, and he's gotten a lot better. Have you been happy overall? With That's pretty interesting about uh, Roach. Always like Roach, very athletic player. Uh, the Saints re-signed him on a one-year deal. They definitely like what he brings to the interior defensive line. Uh, he can do both. What's interesting too is like even though Dennis Allen saying that he's having a pretty good camp, I, I you know I, I kind of I agree with that. But really, when you talk about guys inside, like if I talk about guys that really been splashing to me, that's really been stepping up. Tanu Passanio has been really having a good camp up to this point. He's really been just you know at every practice pushing the pocket, getting there off the edge, doing whatever they want. And, and as he's healthy, he's been really dominant. So. Yeah, shout out to Roach, but Passanio is a guy that really been looking good too. The inside D line group. Yeah, I, look, I've been I've been happy with the D line group overall. Um, I think we're playing stout in there. Um, you know, I, I think we've we've got some guys that that have some uh, ability to rush the passer inside, um, and I think that's a that, that's a really important thing in our league, having guys that can rush the passer inside, get the quarterback off the spot, not let the quarterback step up. Um, and so uh, I've been pleased with that. Be more explosive. That's the point of emphasis for the Saints this year, too, uh, to stop Dennis Allen right there. It's been, it was a point of emphasis for the Saints to push the pocket inside. That was a big thing. We knew that, you know, we often focus on the edge rushers or guys. Uh, you know, Cam kind of got a little offense about that early on in this offseason about defensive end, balanced guys that can play the run and pass, you know, that can play the run and pa and rush the passer and get to the quarterback. Another dimension that we really don't really talk a lot about from our perspective is getting the push from internally, from inside of the, uh, from the middle of the defensive line through the middle of the offensive line. Because what that does is that's the worst type of pressure that any quarterback that's the worst pressure. Like you can have a guy like Cam that rushes from the outside and flushes the quarterback out to the opposite side from Cam. 
but there's really not anything that you can do if you're a quarterback, if you're getting pushed from the center of the pocket, it just it just destroys everything. It flushes them out right into the arms and makes life easier for the defensive end. So, you know, when you talk about uh, uh, Colin Sanders, Nate Shepard, uh, he talked about Malcolm Roach and guys and Brian Breesey, guys like that or that are creating hell on the inside of the interior of the offensive line by creating pressure making life life a lot easier for Cam, Peyton Turner, uh, Isaiah Foskey, Carl Granderson. That is that that's a big part of the game. So if the Saints can consistently produce that inside pressure, this will be big for the for the Saints uh defense this year. The interior maybe I think so. Yeah. I think so. I think we're a little more athletic than than where we've been in the past. I agree with that. They are very athletic. Is there a trade off with that in, in uh, run defense or, or no? Um no because I think we didn't go out and get just a bunch of little guys that are quick and explosive. We've got, you know, big guys that still can play with play with power. So, uh, but they've got the ability. They've got a little more twitch and a little more athleticism inside than what we probably had. I agree with Dennis Allen on that too, because when you looked at Kalen Saunders uh, and you looked at Nate Shepard and Brian Breesy on film, they are, their games are all very similar. So you can see the Saints were looking at a template of what they were trying to look for in terms of a defensive interior alignment. And we talked about when you see what happened to David on Yamada, Shai Tuttle, and Kentavia Street last year, they wanted the opposite of that. They want guys that fight every down, guys that are athletic and big, that move and, and all this kind of stuff. Galen Saunders, I'm going to play him next. But, yeah, he's the ultimate term for a dancing panda. This guy is only six feet tall. He's 330-something pounds. And he's he doesn't look like or move like a 330 pound man. He don't, you know. He's ex- extremely agile. He and he attacks in straight lines. He gets there. His speed is surprising. When he can't get to you, he is always you know he waits and waits for plays to develop. He's always looking in the backfield. And these guys fight every damn down whether it's, you know, a run, a pass, whatever. And when you got guys like that and the Saints can create a good rotation of guys like that moving in and out, this is going to be going to be very uh, interesting for the Saints defensive line. Yes, they are all very athletic and big uh, people. And then when you talk about adding a guy like Isaiah Foskey in the mix, who's super athletic, who's also about 6'5 or so, who can get up and down and do his thing, Granderson 6'5. So, you know, you got some some big guys that are athletes. That's moving. So that's the big part of the Saints. Remember, the Saints defensive line last year was the was looked upon as being uh, the weakest link there because of they just couldn't hold up on most games. But this doesn't seem to be the case this year. The Saints do did a wonderful job. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And handling the business as far as that's concerned. Let's jump to uh, Big Colin Sanders and hear what he's saying about today's practice. Here we go. Really happy with your D-line and the D-line on a whole. How do you feel about the group? What do you like about the group? Uh, I think my the biggest thing that I like is that we got a, got a lot of unproven guys. Um, I mean, obviously, everybody knows Cam. But behind that, you know, you can't really name too many people who's, who's uh, established in this league. So um, I think that hunger is what's going to be our driving force. I mean, everybody in the NFL is athletic and everybody's fast and strong. Um, but, you know, I mean, yeah, guys say, oh, I got a second contract, but I don't even look at it like that. I look at it as like I want two, three more contracts and I want to keep I want to play 
um, as long as my body will allow me to. And um, I think that everybody on this D line, including Cam, I mean, you see, he just resigned, and that just shows you like he has no signs of slowing down. He's a great um, um, leader to follow behind as, as far as all of that. So, man, I think that, you know, I love how this group's coming together. We got a bunch of hungry guys that have the talent to do it. And, um, I mean, there's no reason that, you know, we can't have four all pros, all, you know, Pro Bowl guys um, out of that room. So, um, I just, I'm excited for this year. Colin, how pleased are you that you're being allowed to do things that you probably felt like you could do, but that weren't necessarily asked to do? Oh yeah, I mean it, it, it's um it's amazing, you know. Uh, obviously, you know you want to be able to help the team in, in ways that they want you to, but like you said, you know when you know kind of um, your abilities and stuff like that, um, I wouldn't say frustrating because you know you I'm I've always been a team first guy and I've I'm always going to do whatever the team needs me to do in the, in, in order to win a game. But um, definitely you know just being able having those abilities and being able to actually showcase and use them more here. Um, it's definitely benefit, uh, beneficial for me. Um, I've been having, you know, a lot of fun playing the game, just being able to get out there, use the athleticism that got me to this point, you know, got me in the NFL in the first place. And, um, and yeah, you know, it's, it's definitely a different role, definitely um, a different experience, but um, I've been enjoying it. Can you speak on just the athleticism in that defensive interior as a whole? As, like, Super Z, yeah. pretty quick off the ball today. Yeah, yeah, we – I don't think we have, I mean – I'm the biggest guy on the D line, and I I know I'm an athlete. So so if that that just goes to show, like you know, all of our guys, man, we got a bunch of dancing pandas in there, and uh, a lot of guys, you know, quick nimble on their feet. Brzee is I always call him a big kid, man. He's just a, a big Gerber baby out there, man. Just <laughs> six five Gerber baby, man. But he but he can he can move really well off that ball. Um, got a great get off, man. You know, I've been with a guy with in Chris Jones who um, it's, it's rare to have that type of get off in that frame. And then, like you said, to speak to all other guys, I mean, start with, you know, me and, and Nate. Nate is, I mean, he is a go, go, go guy. He's going to get north and south. He's going to throw his moves. I love playing with an aggressive three tech like that because it makes my job that much easier being able to rap and all of that. Then you got um, uh, Roach. Roaches, man, ultimate swing guy. He can play one. He can play three. He gonna do them both effectively. Powerful, um, but super quick. Can get out of there. I, we was he came over to my house a couple nights ago, and we was watching his um, uh, linebacker film um, coming out of college. And so I was like, man, I can see why. And then um, going down to Brazil, um, obviously, like I said, just huge, nimble, can bend really well for that size, and and then. Prince, I mean Prince. Prince, I don't think he lost the one on one today, and he he is um he's quick off his feet, even though he's smaller like me, but still can regenerate power from moving fast. Um, Hef, man, super strong hands, gonna move you out the way whether you want to or not. Um, <laughs> he got those hands that you know just keep going. And then Cage, Cage is putting it together, and I'm I'm happy to see him. That's one of my young prodigies, man. I, I took under the wing as soon as we came in, and um. And I think that he's showing a lot of promise too. So I mean, like I said, every guy in there has been showing nothing but promise. And and I I mean I one thing I preach when I come in is that there should be no drop off between the ones, the twos, and threes. And I think we're seeing that. I mean, as you can put those three guys in there against the ones, and and it, it won't too be be too much of a drop off. You All right, that was a good breakdown by he went through the entire interior defensive line room. And he didn't mention Passanio because I guess Passanio, they've been using him more outside than inside. But uh, he mentioned Jaron Cage was the guy that I was very impressed with when I watched his film and he said he's taking him under his wing. But that's very interesting. He talked about But like I said about the Saints interior guys, we talk about Malcolm Roach and and he he, made, he mentioned Nate Shepard, who fights for everything. They're very similar. It's a template that excuse me, the Saints did to find these guys. It's a template. Uh, you have uh, Colin Sanders and Nate Shepard and uh, Brian Breesey. And these guys are fantastic, big athletic guys that are very uh, thorough. They're very, um, you know, they're, they're just, they, they won't stop. They just, they're just relentless. That's the, that's the mindset. He makes the great point about drop off. Now, you know, and it's just going to be interesting to see how it all ferrets out. I know we, there, everybody ain't going to get a job, but, 
I have been hearing about Jack Heflin been just really doing an excellent job in camp as well. So let's get back to him. Yeah, yeah, me and Roach, we sitting there looking at highlights and stuff. And um, yeah, man, we we got a unique interior. Uh, our noses is, is, is everything but noses. So, but um, we can play it though, and that's what makes it good. Is Sunday going to be a lot more fun than coming out here? Oh man, I ain't gonna lie. I've, I've been enjoying the heat. This is the best shape that I've ever been in in my life. Like, and just like, for example, I ran after practice voluntarily today. Three years ago, Colin Saunders would not have been doing that. And so it just goes to show, man, this heat is really, I feel like it's a plus. Like, it's, it gets me in shape, man. It, it got me feeling good. Um, I actually have asthma, and I my asthma has been non existent because like I feel like I've been getting adjusted to this warm weather and getting this climate and stuff like that and that's one thing like I noticed playing in really cold places like Denver for example Denver late in the year is like my worst enemy because it's the elevation is cold it's hard to get in there the air is really thin and out here it's like the opposite like you know you breathe in you're getting a lot of oxygen because it's so hot like so I, I feel I feel really good out here man like I said I ran out of practice today two, three years ago, I would have never even thought to do anything extra after practice. So, man, I, I think that um, it's, this heat is different, but it's definitely been a benefactor for me. But I assume you're looking forward to Sunday. Oh, absolutely. Being in a dome for the first time, like, you know, I've, I, I got the privilege of coming down here 2020 when we played, but I, I didn't get to play one and two. It was COVID year, so it wasn't nobody in the stands. So, just sounded like we was playing Madden out there, like a bunch of grunting and foot shuffling and stuff. But um, I'm excited to see the energy of the dome and, you know, just get back to playing some some football and the fans and the energy. You know, training camp brings a little bit of that. We're having fans on the sidelines. and um, But it's nothing like, you know, hearing that touchdown, hearing AK cross that goal line and hearing, um you know, the Who That Nation go crazy. So I'm ready to hear that. All right. That's Kaelin Saunders, man. Love hearing from the brother, man. Uh, two two championship ranks, and it, this is your start nose tackle. Uh, Dennis Allen feels good about the team that he's assembled. I'm feeling pretty good about them as well. And, and of course, we realize that as we get into the season, that is one of the major things that you well, the number one thing you know, outside of can the Saints, um, you know keep or contain the, the 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 mobile QB threat. That's one of the things, you know, that's been Achilles heel for us for a while. But one of the biggest things from this past season is can the Saints lock down and, and not allow people to run on them interiorly speaking like they did last year. And I think and when you had a guy like Colin Sanders and Nate Shepard and, and Brian Breesy and Malcolm Roach there and ultimately I think you probably have Tano Passanio's circle in there and stuff. But I love what the Saints are, the the mesh that they put put together here. And I'm just thinking at the end of the day, I'm thinking all of the fantastic stuff that they did on offense and defense ultimately will pay off. As you can see, Dennis Allen uh, in his camp has been very relaxed. He's been positive. He's been joking with people because he don't have the, it's not the same amount of uh, stuff that was going on with him last year. This year, he has his coaches and staff. A lot of the guys are handling the responsibilities, which is freeing him up to be more free. Uh, he's listening and taking counsel from his his under coaches more. So it's more of a relaxed and uh, cordial and uh, smiley, positive Dennis Allen, as opposed to uptight, not knowing what to do, that type of guy. So, yes, it's very interesting to see that happen and uh, with all the things that they've done. And it's only a matter of time. Uh, you got, what, 30-something days before the first regular season game kicks off and the Saints take on the Tennessee Titans. So we got to get through these preseason games. We got to stay healthy and ultimately uh, let's march on to victory. All right, so let's get ready to end the stream on that, fam. Let's recap. And, of course, we covered the Saints training camp day 12 notes uh, from the Saints News Network. We also covered uh, the running back options for the black and gold as presented by Bob. Shout out to him and Jimi Hendrix. We also covered the fact that the Saints did add J.P. Holtz and put Coda Martin on the street. They waived him with an injury designation uh, as well. So, you know, they, they I guess they didn't have a picture of him. They put a random helmet of the <laughs> – uh, they do that from time to time, just messing. Anyway, Dennis Allen, we reacted to his interview for day 12, and Colin Saunders spoke about the Saints' defensive line. So with that being said, fam, 
Listen, we're going to get ready to get out on that to the family members. Uh, shout out to you. Please feel free, family, to sign up to the email list. Please feel free to also uh, join the movement here at uh, the Pro Media Network, PRO Media Network, and subscribe. Subscribe or join our membership. Shout out to some of the family members, new ones that join our YouTube membership family, or go on to patreon.com forward slash PRO Media Network and join. And you're helping build and actually fund the movement. So we, you know, we dump all of that back into the platform for people, all kinds of stuff to be doing that's very positive as well. So I'm gonna get ready to get out on that. Shout out to the fam. Tomorrow, Thursday, will be who who that nation united Thursday. So y'all be on the lookout for that. That's another positive thing we've been doing. Check in and like I said, lock in to who that daily.com. Go there and share all the articles, man. Help us out by getting the word out on the who that daily.com. That's the who that nation is the community. This is our writers and staffs covering several different sports out there and help us out by sharing their articles and putting it out there, man. Much love to the fam. Listen, I'm gonna holla at y'all on the flip side tomorrow, man. So much love y'all guys. Keep y'all heads up and we'll be back at you. Much love and who that. Now. Yeah. Like Benson, I'm a who that. I'm a who that. Long as I'm living, I'm a who that. Lose or winning, I'm a who that. Sports coma, yeah, this is where we do that. 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 Boogie like Benson, I'm a who that. I'm a who that. Sports coma, this is where we do that. Where we do that. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Somebody please better help. Running this thing like Elf. Thank God every day I'm not a fel. Go to YouTube live with Big Q and the guys. If you ain't ride or die, the bandwagon get flipped. Been marching in, that was way for the ring. I was yelling out your shame for the championship. Fucking on town, duck down. Falcons, pluck, get shut down. Panthers ain't much touchdown. The vision really belong to us now. So much hate on the Saints, you could probably tell. Ever since Bounty Gate hit the NFL, when things seem fishy, then you probably smell. The crooked referees are Roger Goodell. Yeah, like this, and I'm a who that. Every day I'm living, I'm a who that. Lose all winning, I'm a who that. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. Where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, where we do that. Boogie like this, and I'm a who that. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. You're listening to the sports coma with Big Q and the guys on the PRO Media Network. merch to support the platform. Available at the Pro Shops, we have dozens of hundreds of products available for you and your family. Unisex tees for men and women, hoodies and sweatshirts, tank tops, kids and baby items, long sleeve tees, mugs, pillows, wall art, bath bedding, face masks, phone cases, stickers, bags, fanny packs, socks, hats, and many other items. Please feel free to check out the Pro Shops. The link is in the description section below. 
TheWhoThatDaily.com. That's right, TheWhoThatDaily.com. Your one-stop shop for everything New Orleans Saints, New Orleans Pelican, LSU Tigers, even the top flight boxing. So if you're a Who That and you're looking for a place to stay up on your team, TheWhoThatDaily.com is your site. TheWhoThatDaily.com for the sport Who That in all of us. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.